With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. JD, man, you wrong for this, homie. It's your boy, Big Jig, homie. They said I walk like a millionaire. Yeah, they say I talk like a millionaire. Look at how you walk, walk like a 
everything. Hey, 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 you guys. Good evening. This is your girl, Joy Joy, and you are tuned into the D Hour Radio Network. It is Friday, May 3rd. It is a new month. I'm feeling good tonight. I'm feeling a little blah. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I'm feeling a little blah. Um, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because. And I have my, I have A-Town on the line. It's A-Town. I see you here, guys, on the line. Um, I'm feeling a little blah, you guys, but I'm here. I'm here for you guys are tuned in to the next chapter. This is the new chapter, the next chapter. We're getting rid of all that old and stepping into your new, new, new shit. Again, I am Georgia, and I have my lovely, lovely co-host, A-Town, on the line with us. How was your week, A-Town? How was your week been? How's everything? How's everything been going? Only good things. Only good thing. Oh, no, 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 no. See, the thing about it is I'm blessed in all things. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. and that's one of those things where I look at the totality of it. I don't look at if I had three three negative things happen, I had a negative week. I have my health. I have my wit. I have my, my insight. You know what? I have my drive. I've accomplished some goals. I've taken care of some business. I'm cool. Of course, there's setbacks. You know, and I, I'm not going to make it seem like they're not things that I'm going through, but no, the week was blessed. You know, I, I, I did some great, <coughs> great writing. I did finish all of my goals that we set for the weekend, but I will have them done by this weekend. You know, sometimes when you're writing, a poem will mess with you. So yeah, I had, yeah. To, I had to fight through one. I got I got two more to go, and then um, I took care of another thing that I said I was going to do. So you know, like I said, I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm happy. You know, I'm ready to get. You know, get this show going, get it moving, get yes, it popping. Yes, let's, yes, let's yes. Okay, let's do this. I thank you. I needed that. <laughs> I, needed that. I needed that. I started off and I told everybody, I said, today I am feeling a little blah tonight. Um, I don't know why. Um, if somebody was to ask me to explain or whatever, I couldn't even explain it. It's it's kind of emotion. I can't really explain. But right now I'm feeling blah, but I'm so here. I'm for it. I'm excited about the next chapter. Just ready, like you said, just to get it popping, just get it going. Let's just, just move and oh, yeah. move. Anyway, anyway, um, we started off with uh, our uh, our intro song, The Billionaire Walk. And I love this song so much because when I first heard it, <laughs> because I'm serious, I love the song because when I love those songs that kind of put you into the vibe and to get you going and, and, and pump you up or whatever and just, you know, get yeah. you into a different mindset. For me, I like music mm-hmm. is, is, is everything for me. And music to me will act literally, will take a bad situation and for me will flip it all the way around. I will literally bump up my music, room, car, like I have to have ride music. I'm like Cleo and set it off. I have to have some type of ride in music. Seriously. Like you call that music <laughs> therapy. Yes. Like I am And that's a real like, thing. Music therapy is a real thing. I believe hey, music therapy is a real thing. Yes, I feel yeah. some type of way. If I'm not riding in my car and I don't got something, I go from, I, I got, I'm very eclectic. So I'm listening to classic music, gospel music, R&B, hip-hop, a little rock, metal. 
like whatever, but it has to be something to kind of get me from point A to point B and everything in between. I gotta have some live music. I love Billie that Watch because it just it just reminds me to where I'm trying to step in where I'm trying to step into. And it's not necessarily yeah. about you know becoming a billionaire, becoming a millionaire, but what somebody told me is always remember joy your legacy over your currency. And sometimes your legacy can be bigger than your currency. So that's what I always look at things. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to walk into this next chapter, my next chapter. And uh, with that billionaire, that millionaire at, at, um, um, attitude, pretty much, just to be able to, mm. you know, and exude that and just and give that to everybody. Um, so I'm going to start it off. I'm just going to start off. I want to get everybody. We're not going to talk about this a little later on the show, but I just want to get everybody thinking. And also, there's some people who want to call in and um, chime in also on the, on the um, topic. So our show topic, you guys, for today is pain. Okay. I know when you guys hear pay, I know sometimes people are kind of like, ooh, or, you know, or it takes you back, you know, but pain. And then in regards to pain, the midst of the pain versus the purpose of your pain, which was really, really good. Um, A-Sound actually came up with the the topic and and putting everything together for us, which I appreciate that. And um, just those two things together, because there are a whole lot of myths in regards to pain, and there's a whole lot of purpose in regards to pain. But sometimes when I was when I was just thinking about the show topic, sometimes our myths can be louder than our purpose in regards to pain. So that's going to be um, a part of our show topic, you guys. But before we get into that, before we get into some more music, I do want to go and I do want to um, read you guys my affirmation. Uh, for this week, when we thought about the show topic, I was like, I gotta think of, I gotta research, I gotta, I gotta, you know, look into some affirmations in regards to pain uh, and what it meant to me, and just helping me change my myths into my purpose. So this is my show. This is my affirmation, you guys, for the week. This is my affirmation for the week, and hopefully you have one too. Eight times you want to share, and we can discuss. Mm-hmm. My affirmation for the week was, I will become someone who is not controlled by pain. Hmm. And I thought that was so I thought that was so um was so deep and kinda hit home for me because when I just reflect on my life and the things that I've gone through and it's been a lot of pain. But not only a lot of pain, it's been a lot of good things as well. So I can if I I'll be lying if I did if I said it wasn't good. But it's been pain as well. But I have allowed my myths to be louder than my purpose. And just recently, mm-hmm. in the beginning of this year, I'm learning to turn my pain into purpose. So instead of it controlling me, I'm actually controlling it. And so I'm allowing it to be my purpose. So it's going from pain to purpose. So instead of you seeing my pain, you're seeing my purpose now. For a long time, people, and I showcase, I'm not even going to say just people, they saw it. I showcase my pain. If I was hurt, I was reacting. If I was hurt, <laughs> if you hurt me in some way or I felt like you hurt me or you inflicted some type of pain on me, I was acting. I'm just being totally honest, you guys. I was acting. I was reacting. And then when you, I got to a point literally in my life where I just got tired. I'm just, I'm just giving the, the, the total honesty. I got tired of just of fighting. I got tired of being tired. And so I said, you know what? I have a purpose. I have a purpose. And not even only that, 
all this hurt and all this pain and all this stuff that has happened, it's got to be a reason. It's got to be a purpose for all of this to happen. I don't believe that life is just full of just pain, 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 hurt, 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 without it being a reason or some type of purpose for it. So I started tapping more into my purpose, and now I'm allowing my purpose to shine. But the the funny thing, the crazy thing about that, when you decide to make a decision and allow your purpose to shine, or you go from one thing to the next, the next chapter, so in our old chapters, we were probably living and, and, and maneuvering in our pain. But now in our next chapter, we're moving on to our purpose. At least that's what I'm doing. I'm grabbing hold of my purpose. But the funny thing about it is the stronger that I try to strive and move towards my purpose, like I've talked about in our, in our previous shows, that fear is right there with it. It's right there with it. And that fear is just like tapping and knocking and tapping and knocking and tapping and knocking. But through all the reflections and meditations and different little things I've been doing personally for myself to uh, move past pain, and I'm sorry, we'll move past fear, is I am still moving despite I have posted something on Facebook saying, um, so basically sometimes the fear will never leave. So you have to keep on moving in spite of. And it kind of, mm-hmm. That kind of got me scary, scared, because I was like, dang, it ain't never going to go? So you mean to tell me it's always <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, dang. But at the same time, another thing that also always, you know, taps at me and kind of irritates me is wasted time. And I hate wasting time. Mm-hmm. So I had to say to myself, you know what, Joy? If you're going to do this and this is what you want to do, it's going to be fear. You're going to fear sometimes. You're going to be scared. But if you want to get it done, you need to move past and you need to, you need to move in spite of your fear. So that was my yeah. affirmation for the week, um, just thinking about our topic, just thinking about our topic and everything. So do you have an affirmation you'd like to share with us, um, A-Town? My affirmation is I will live fully into my calling. One thing that I've noticed is that when I get close to <coughs> fulfilling my calling or moving into it, Things start to get hectic. Things start to just flare up. It's like Peter when he asked Jesus, and for those who who aren't religious, just deal with the story as a moral to it. Um, <laughs> asked him, "Can I come and walk on the water with you?" And Jesus was like, "Yeah, come walk on the water with me." And as soon as Peter stepped on the water, waves popped up, <laughs> wind started blowing. <laughs> Peter got scared and began to sink, and Jesus reached out and pulled him up. And Jesus said, "Where's your faith?" And that mm-hmm. is the walk. That is usually whether you're spiritual or not, whether you're religious or not. That is usually the nature of any calling. You look yeah. at it and you look to that calling, and like, "Can I come to you?" And that calling pulls you. It's like, "Come, come to me." And then, as soon as you start right. walking out to the calling. Everything starts popping up. Winds start yeah. blowing, thunder, lightning, the waves start coming, the rushing, yeah. and then you start getting scared and you sink in your fear and your right. calling just goes away. You drowned in your fear. And so I realized that with everything that's coming on me, I am ultimately close to moving fully into my purpose. So my affirmation is I am going to move 
where I am moving fully into my purpose and my calling. And that's it. Perfect. And I'm Perfect. going to okay. keep walking and moving into it. That, and that's it. You know? that's, per- and that's perfect. That's perfect. And 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 one of the things that you did say is, see, it, the closer you get to your purpose or your calling, the harder things are going to get. The bigger the attacks are going to be. But the good thing in that knowing is, you're almost there. You're almost there. Yeah. Because if you won't, if you weren't, the attacks. The storms, the wind blowing, the rain falling, all that would not be happening mm-hmm. if you wasn't moving fully into your purpose. So, for all you guys who are going through the storm, the pain, the rain, all of that, it's close. You're close. If you're not already in your next chapter, it's close and it's coming. And there is a purpose for your pain and everything. So, always remember that. Good affirmations. Good affirmations, you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to get to some music because this is the D Hour Radio Network and we're all about the music as usual. So we're going to go ahead and get into some music. Before we do, just want to remind you guys, if you guys want to call in, if you guys want to talk to myself or A-Town in regards to our topic, the call-in number is 646-668-2574. And, of course, you can always visit the D Hour Radio Network website at d Hour. No, d ournetworkcom I'm going to get that. <laughs> That's so sad. I don't know. I'm them. sorry, D. I'm going to get the right address. I promise you, something like that. I'm going to get the right address for you guys. But if you again, if you guys want to call in, you want to talk to us, y'all ask for the call-in line is 646-668-2574. This is the DR Radio Network. You are tuned into the next chapter. I am Georgia, and we have A-Town. And right now we're going to go ahead and get into some music. We're going to go ahead and listen to... Let's see. What can we listen to? We're going to do. We're going to start off with... I can't pronounce the name. Inup Kuar. This is called Independent. Shout out to show... I don't care or low. I'm having so much money, I don't need a hoe. I'm not pimping, that don't mean a nigga simping. My Cadillac be dipping, no, you see my sauce dripping. And please don't get offended, cause it ain't no pun intended. I'm not intimidated by no independent bitches. I'm serious as shit, and I don't mean to make no joke. But most of these independent bitches really broke. But I go get my own shit, I post to rain, I'm grown. They either gon' love it, or leave a nigga alone. It really ain't no difference, cause I still gotta go get it. Don't wanna see me with it, then bitch, good. I'm heavy in these streets and I can't even tell no lie She asked me what I do and then I looked her in her eye and told her I don't care for low I'm having so much Be on it. And that's why 
chick that I can deal with. Not another bitch who just a real I'm in the pain. I'm sorry. Network. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Like, where is she at? 
I'm like, I didn't know if we were back or what. I got I was too just excited. Like, I got too excited. I got too excited. I'm sorry. I got too, too excited. I'm so sorry, you guys. This is the DR Radio Network. You got to tune in to the next chapter. I am Joy Joy, and I do have A-Town on the line with me tonight. And we are excited about this new chapter. I'm so, so excited about this new chapter. Before we get into some more talk, I just want to just uh, go over the songs. This is too. That was Kawan, Independent, and Miss a- a- and D and and uh, A Town said he did not like Independent. You guys, look. I looked up the title. I thought it was a great song. I thought it would go great with the next chapter. <laughs> so I just went ahead and hit the button. But according to I got the 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 the, the critiques the critiques back the reviews back and it was not a good song. But we love the song. We love you, Kawan. I like the song. The song was dope. Independent. I love the title. And then of course we ended with Miss Erica Page. Pressure. I love that song. It's actually on my playlist, and I actually had the privilege of interviewing Miss um, uh, Page. And she's an awesome, awesome, her, awesome, awesome person. So I love this. I love this song, Pressure. And the reason why I love it so much is being able to listen to um, her story and how she, you know, how she just got into moving to basically her next chapter. There was one, there was a line in there that she says, she says, "Got to get my ends up, my past keep calling." Mm-hmm. And that hit so hard for me because a lot of times I know with this for myself, it's almost like a race you're going. It's almost like a race you're going. If you're actually, if you guys are actually trying to get to your next chapter, or if not even trying to get to your next chapter, but if you're in your next chapter, and before you got into that next chapter, it was it was like a it, it was like a race. It was like a race, and you're trying to move from your past to your future you're trying to move from like we were talking about earlier from that pain to your purpose so it's almost like a it's, 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 and, yeah. and, and sometimes it is it feels like your past is called your past is just back there just in, in your ear sitting on your shoulder just like you can't do it you're not gonna mm-hmm. do it you can't do it you know you know what i'm saying so i love that yep. song so big up shout out to miss erica page she's part of the d hour radio network family and that was pressure that was pressure so Again, you guys, before we uh, went to the music, we I just want to uh, let you guys know the website again. I do apologize. Our website for the DR Radio Network is www.d-hournetwork.com. You guys can go on there, check out our show, the next chapter as well. You can check out all the other awesome shows. As well as you guys want to call in and talk to myself or A-Town in regards to our show topic, the call-in line is 646-668-2574. Again, our show topic today is pain and the myth versus the purpose of pain. It's going to be an awesome, awesome topic. And I think it's awesome because I get to give my input, my little um, (laughs) non-academic input. But then we have our licensed therapist. And I always say I'm not licensed yet. I'm a pre-doc. Okay. I ain't licensed yet. I'm sorry. I'm a pre-doc. Yeah, I'm ABD, all but dissertation. Yes, but I, I, I have been working as a therapist for the last two years, and I am done, and I'm graduating summa cum laude with a 3.95. Okay. Don't get me wrong, though, baby. See what I'm saying? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Okay. So it, 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 <laughs> a therapist. We have our therapist on the line. So, yes, yes, I mean, I'm a therapist. Know, it's, always, it's, it's always good to it's always good to get that that medical aspect of it, and um, hmm. actually see where a lot of the stuff comes from, because then it kind of makes everything. 
go full circle and make sense, pretty much, at least for myself, at least. It helps me make sense for myself. But yeah. before we do that, I did want to talk about some hot topics. Um, I like hot topics. I really, really do. I, I, I enjoy it because it kind of kind of lets you know what's going on in the world and stuff like that. So I have one. So let's see. I'm going to do this one. So and this was CBS News. I, I read this today, you guys. So a London schoolgirl, Ella Kissy, Deborah, that's her name, Ella Kissy Deborah, could become first person to have air pollution listed as cause of death in the UK. Kind of deep for me. A oh London yeah, that is. Rule, that's that's very deep. That's very very deep. So the call, they're saying she could be the first ever recorded as being listed as as the cause of death as pollution, air pollution. And, you know, that's that's really big with a lot of people and different topics in regards to, um, you know, politics and things like that and just keeping, you know, our air and, and what we breathe, we keep, keeping it better. But this is a story. It says London, a court ruling, could lead to a nine-year-old London girl becoming the first person to have air pollution listed as the cause of death in the United Kingdom. Her legal team says, Ella Kissy Deborah died in 2013 after three years of having severe asthma attacks. Her mother, Rosamond Kissy Deborah, told CBS News Friday, when Ella died, the cause of her death was determined to be a severe asthma attack that led to respiratory failure. No evidence, new evidence, excuse me, her legal team claims shows her death was caused by pollution in the air she breathed. When she was alive, we couldn't get the bottom of what was triggering her asthma, so I thought I would give wow. her the best shot. So basically she did some, you know, some investigating. And come to find out, um, it was the call. The cause was air pollution. Um, a, report to get, a report put together for Cassie Deborah for, by Stephen Holgate, the former chair of the U.K. government's advisory committee on air pollution and professor at Britain's University of Southampton, found that Ella's asthma attacks coincided with years of air pollution levels near her home that were above the legal limit. Now, just to stop there, wow. I didn't know we had a, a a limit or a legal limit of air pollution. I had no idea. Is that just only in the really? UK, or is that no, – I have no idea. That's here. That's, when you have the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, they set limits okay. to everything. That's why Trump has been so – in the news about the environment because Obama <clears throat> put in some very strict limits to prevent our air, our water, and our soil from being polluted by companies. And what Trump has done is he's lifted almost, I don't know how many, but he's lifted a whole bunch of them to the point where wow. even fuel regulations, right? For how much, right. you know, how much, um, Emission comes out and the fuel efficiency. He has lifted mm-hmm. as many of the Obama era um, limits that he could that he could, and is working on more because he says it wow. makes it hard for for business to make money. Like there's one thing about um, inspection, like you know, with the offshore drilling and all of the oil spills, right? right? right. I was just reading this today that um, Obama, I guess, he instituted a lot of checks and balances as far as how often things had to be inspected, all that kind of stuff. You know, I don't know a lot about it, but it's about inspection, frequency of inspection, like quality or whatever, whatever. And it says uh-huh. that Trump is working on lifting all of them. 
Wow. So people, because he said it takes up too much money. So instead of being hyper attentive, right? Uh-huh. And not allowing the oil to spill, he says the the um, provisions put in to keep oil from spilling are too costly. So we're going to lower them so the oil companies can make more money. But if it kills the ocean and the fish in it, and then pollutes our water, like the oil company gets to make money and we get to die. Well, that sounds fair in the Trump world. And that's basically what he's doing when he does that. Like water. Right. You know, they're saying that some places, and and of course when they say water, I will Forgive me if right. I ever forget to say anything about Flint. They still need water. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, once our water goes, we're it. We're 80% water. Aren't we the 80, 85% water? You know, this that is the thing that we can afford to lose. But he lowered the standards for water pollution. All the stuff by some, by some of the companies. I don't know which ones, but I know just water, air, and like air regulations and coal regulations that were meant to protect the environment and bring us to a cleaner environment and reduce our carbon footprint, he is overturning because he said it makes it difficult to make money. So think about this. He thinks it is better to make money easier and die quicker than to make money slower and live longer. Why wouldn't we want him as president? (laughs) Why wouldn't we want him? I mean, Yeah, that's out the equation of life. Live fast, die young. (laughs) Wow. Wow. This is, and and you know what? It's it's deeper than what I thought. And like I said, the only thing that really, really just caught my attention was when they mentioned um, her home that was above, that it was above the legal limit. And they said legal limit. I didn't know that we actually had a legal limit of air pollution. And that was just, and we're really just, and just realizing now it's actually deeper than what I thought it was. And then it was also just interesting because that she will actually be listed as the first, as the cause of death for air pollution. So really it's getting that bad. If they were actually, this girl died, she was just having asthma attacks. And another thing is I have one of my children has asthma. So she was just having asthma attacks. And so she went into, I think they said she had respiratory failure and then ended up dying from this. But when they ran the test and did all mm-hmm. the investigating and the research, come to find out that the air and what was ever was in the things that are in our air was the cause of her death. And that that was tremendously scary to me because then when you think about all the, the different stories that you hear in the movies that they put out there about, you know, these people, you know, dying with, with things put out into the air. And, and you know, uh, I, I, was, I watched this. A movie, I think it was on Netflix, where um, mm-hmm. they were coming up with the cure for um, for whatever or whatever. So what he did, the the man actually used his son as a guinea pig, and he was injecting him with this virus. He was injecting him with this virus, mm-hmm. and he did it ever since he was a little boy. And basically, the little boy was going to be the cure to whatever was coming. And so it yeah. was like this rain. So they built like a bunker, and the rain was killing people. So when this rain came, and basically it was a chemical rain, they went down to this bunker. But things like that, it, it scares you because who is to say that right now there's not a group of people sitting in a lab running tests, doing investigations, using guinea pigs, and maybe human specimens, and just have a date circled on a calendar saying this is going to be the day when we are going to release this, this, this rain or have helicopters 
mm-hmm. you know, go above all these different cities and just drop it. Yeah. So let me, let's get some let's get some information. So if whatever state you're in, <coughs> just go to the state website and look for yeah. air quality standards. So I'm in California, and I'm gonna read this real quick so people get exactly right. what's going on. This is from California.gov. Ambient air quality standards (AAQS) define clean air and are established to protect the health of the most sensitive groups in our communities. An air quality standard defines the maximum amount of pollutant averaged over a specific period of time that can be present in outdoor air without any harmful effects on people or the environment. In 1959, California enacted legislation requiring the State Department of Public Health to establish air quality standards and necessary controls for motor vehicle emissions. California law continues to mandate California ambient air quality standards, which are often more stringent than national standards. So, and then you can learn the history of it. So, every state. Wow. Probably, depending if you're in a place where there's very little pollution or emission, you might not. But California is smog central. So, they have, yeah. again, I'll read this, what's called ambient air quality standards. And it just says this is the amount of pollutant we can have in the air before it gets toxic and starts harming people. And so, what Trump did, he lessened. The restrictions on it. <coughs> so there you go. And he's trying wow. to sue California because California is one of the most stringent states in the union, and therefore their standards are usually higher than government standards. So Trump is trying to sue California to lower their standards because it said it usurps the authority of the federal government. Wow, that, this is this is this is a, this is amazing to me, y'all. This is totally amazing to me. When I was reading over it, I was just totally amazed. And it also mentioned it says the World Health Organization estimates that around 4.2 million premature deaths a year are the result of air pollution, much of which comes from cars and trucks alone. Wow, this is this is crazy to me, y'all. But like I said, when I read it, it was it was a a young child in the UK, and um. And I believe this is continual research that's going on, but she will be listed as the first as cause of death due to air pollution. So um, I'm going to try to remember to keep up with it if they put anything else out. But it was very, very interesting to me. It was very, very interesting to me. But something else before we get to some music and then get to our topic. Um, you guys, okay, everybody knows Saturday Night Live, right? Everybody knows, everybody knows yeah, yeah. and loves Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, so this, yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, is back yeah, in yeah, the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. This is back in the day, Saturday Night Live. And I don't know their names. I really don't. I probably should have researched it, and I'll, and I'll get it for you guys when we, we go into some music. But um, at one of the actors or comedians on Saturday Night Live, Chris Catton, and he was the one. And he used to do the little bar scene where the guy used to shake their head and was doing the little dances. I don't know if y'all remember from Saturday Night Live, and I have to pull up a scene so I can get the exact. But anyway, he says that, Chris Hedden says that he broke his neck doing a Saturday Night Live sketch. And pretty much doing one of those sketches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going hard. The reason I laughed because I love that sketch. I'm sorry. And 
and it's, it's not funny, but it's funny because I love that sketch. And I'm sure he became very popular, very famous, and made a lot of money from that sketch. But now he is saying that he wrote a book. He said for 18 years he has. Um, he has a secret life. He's finally ready to share. The comedian believes he broke his neck by performing a sketch on Scary Night Live in 2001. And that's the thing that nearly paralyzed him. And I just think about it, and, and like I said, I did not mean to laugh. Mr. Caden, I love you, and I think you're very, very funny. But I just, it takes me back when he says his neck, when he takes me back when they were in the bar and they're doing that sketch and he's hit bumping his head, he's just going, 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 going. And then I think about, and he says also in the article that for a long time it led to addiction as well, so I'm sure he probably had painkillers and all that to kind of relieve the pain mm-hmm. while, you know, performing the sketch. But just thinking about all that pain that he was going through, but you never seen the pain because he, he did an awesome job. I'm telling you, he used to crack me up. And AHB gets going, 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 going. But anyway, <clears throat> so <laughs> now he wrote a book. It says, Baby Don't Hurt Me, Stories and Scars from Saturday Night Live. So it's in the wow. article he's saying that he's going in on Saturday Night Live about this sketch and this particular skit they were doing, and he said he fell off a chair, he fell back, and he says ever since then he's been having, um, he's had neck pain. Like I said, it's also led to some addiction that he's had um, in his life after that. But, um, again, I just go back to that whole bobbin. Y'all, y'all have to see it. I'm going to have to pull up and get the exact name. But he, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you guys. He wow. He in hard on Saturday Night, and it says that he is just, he's basically just throwing out some secrets about Saturday Night Live. But everybody loves Saturday Night Live. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I know people, you know, who, who I guess, you know, when you get into this stuff and then everybody has their goes through their pain and stuff like that. But I just, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was funny. It was funny to me um, when I was reading the article, because again, he said, he was doing <laughs> the broke his neck bobbing. Yes. He said, he was wow. bobbing. and I guess that he hit oh his and, you know, it messed up his neck, and he said he almost left him paralyzed. But that was Mr. Chris Catton. So um, I want to check out his book. I don't know. And, again, it was called, oh. what's the name of the book? What was the name of that book? Baby Don't Hurt. Baby Don't Hurt Me, Stories and Scars from Saturday Night Live. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, it came out in May. It comes out in May. Yeah, it, it comes out in May. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to, because he said they said they, in the, in the, in the, um, in the article, they said he kind of goes in kind of hard, in other words, um, on Saturday Night Live. So we'll see what, what you know what happens there. But anyway, those are our <laughs> guys. We're going to go ahead and get into some music because this is the DR Radio Network, and we are all about the music. So we're going to go ahead and get into some more music with you guys. And then when we come back, we're going to go ahead and get into our topic, show topic for today, for tonight, excuse me, y'all. And if you, again, you guys, if you guys want to call in and chime in on our show topic, our call-in line is 646-668-2574. And our website is www.d-ournetwork.com. I am Joy Joy. This is the next chapter. And I have A-Town on the line as well. And we're going to go ahead yes, and get into some music. We have Chick Good Times. Good times, good times, good times. 
words. Yeah, young diligence, worth millions. Fit Billy Jean jackets up, black denim jeans. See a centipede latch on, cause he feeling free. I'm a silly G, we laugh, but we really be Waiting on someone to act up so they can really see The other side where all my niggas is down to ride I saw a different scene through these Cartier beams Hard to play king when you don't even make cream You gassed up for nothing, I passed up for something I trashed up my Jordans, copped a new pair in the morning I spent four months touring, sweating sick and get boring Then you start feeling alone, homies come one and go home I'm in the league of my own, turning up once I get home Got the spot, got my own room, she spent the night, everything cool I love music, so it's really never nothing to do My heart cold, wonder why we trust it with you This lifestyle ain't made for everyone She 24 with some ass and got paid by everyone Tricking ass niggas be copping them flights Ain't tricking if you got it, let's pay to get it popping On stage, I am the god of making girls get topless I pray it all, proper, really have no other options I'm, I'm young L.A., the real young L.A. Walking home from school gangsters, make it go the other way We ain't here forever, let's just stick together If we stop it all now, how can it ever get better? I'm young but I'm ready, I tell myself steadily See growing at heaven speed, more old than there ever be Just left my lawyer office, we rolling through Beverly To my accountant office, can you please cash this check for me? I'm fucking awesome, worth the Jason deal Old nigga don't like me, Tyler tell him chill I erased my skill, and I made it a will I do this shit in my sleep, just put this here on repeat this is life on the beat, feels good like nights on the feet In the wood hanging from trees, laughing at niggas banging on me My dreams OD, my chain low key I'm high off life, I'm talking LA trees She do that thing I like, that make me sleep We had our ups and downs, but we stayed on our feet Pop champagne on ice, just to make it right For you girl, yeah I swear that I Fuck you all night, just to make it right Girl, I swear they got me trying to book a flight just to make it right for you, girl. Yeah, I swear I take you shopping all the time just to make it right. I'll change your life, girl, you know that. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the D Hour Radio Network, and you are tuned into the next chapter. I am George Joy, and I have my co-host, Mr. A Town, the line. I like the beat of that song. I'm sorry, I was really sitting over here vibing. Yeah. I love the beat of that song. That was dope. That was Casey Veggie Swag Worth the Mill, and before that, we were listening to Chick Chick um, Good Times. And again, we are back. This is the DR Radio Network, you guys, you guys, you guys. This is the next chapter. I'm so excited. And, you know, before we get into our topic, I want to drop one more. I have to give a shout-out. I want to drop one more hot topic. I'm sorry. We're not even going to get into it. I'm just going to just put the announcement out there because I have to do a little shout-out. But today, May 3rd, 2019, the first time in history, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America are all black women. Yes, ma'am. I have to give a yes, shout-out. have to give a shout-out for that. I'll have to give a shout-out for that. 
You got to. We already know that black is beautiful, but for the first time in history, the top beauty pageants in the country have simultaneously elevated this truth. Three black women are currently wearing crowns of the 2019 Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America. All black women. Beautiful. All black women. So I have to do a shout out right there. I had to. Oh, yeah. You guys, I forgot that. That's beautiful. I mean, it never happens. It never happens like this. All three of them are black women. <laughs> All three of them yeah. are black women. I mean, I'm, I love it. I'm I'm for it. But, I mean, and, and you know what? And, and the sad thing about it is I bet you there's going to be somebody, somebody is going to have a problem. Somebody's going to want to make a comment. There's gonna be a uh, what was the little thing when, when um, President Obama was first got voted? What was the little, the little what was what the thing called? The the pun, I don't know whatever. Somebody's gonna say something was off, something was missed. I just, yeah. I'm not call. I don't want you know. But anyway, again, yeah. shout out. But, yes, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. But my, you know, in in line with that, my mother taught me something very early in life. She said, "You dignify." And I add, validate ignorance when you give it a response. Sometimes when people say stupid things, the proper response is to not listen and to dismiss them. You don't have to listen, and you don't have to give a response. Let them go. It'd be like you walking up to somebody and saying, there's a unicorn behind you. Now, if that person actually turned around to look for the unicorn, they would be enabling me and validating my ignorance. I would expect them to keep walking because I'm talking stupid stuff. And sometimes what people say is as stupid as saying there's a unicorn behind you, and you should give it mm-hmm. the same response. Exactly. Get step You're in, right. Gina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Okay? Bye, Felicia, for real. So I'm going to say it again. For the first time in U.S. history, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America are all black women, period. 2019. Y'all did it. They did it. They're beautiful. And you know what I I want to say is they're all shades of black, which is so, so beautiful. They represented, oh, yeah. they represented well. They represent it very, very well, very, very well, and that. Oh my God, I'm, 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 ec- I'm ecstatic. I really, really am. I'm sorry I missed that. I'm so ecstatic about. It. Anyway, yeah. so on to our topic, our show topic, and I even did a little research. I even went and tried to look for some articles and um, just, you know, just kind of get some different aspects, different viewpoints in regards to pain, um, in regards to purpose and how they go together and why they're so important and why, honestly, from from my um, feedback and, you know, for the research that I did and my conclusion, shall I say, is they're all, they're all, they're all needed. They're all, one, they're all head in hand. And we can't have one, I feel, without the other. Um, you know, we need the myths, I guess, because um, the myths kind of make us aware and um, sometimes can wake us up but and drive us into our purpose. So um, I want to introduce our topic once again to everybody who kind of know what we're talking about um, tonight. So pain, again, uh, myths versus purpose of pain and fear. Um, myths 
and what does not kill you makes you stronger. And I do so, believe that wholeheartedly. Well, actually, that's actually a myth. Okay. And that's oh, why wait, I put wait, it wait. out. What does not kill you makes you, makes you stronger. Okay. Yes. Usually, what doesn't kill you makes you weaker, and then something knocks you off. Like when you look at HIV, HIV does not kill you. HIV weakens your immune system, and then the diseases you catch from your immune system being weak is what kills you. But HIV doesn't kill you. So what happens is we have changed the purpose of pain and suffering, and so now we have to make up these justifications for going through it so we deal with it well. So people say, okay. oh, it makes you stronger. No. No. What kills you doesn't make you stronger. If you look, there's a whole list of things that weaken you and something else knocks you off. That's just the way it is. So when people, okay. like, for instance, so some people might have, you know, heart attacks, strokes, this, that, and the other. Like my father, he was in a car accident. The car accident did not kill him. My father lived at least 10 years after that car accident. But if he hadn't have been in that car accident, based on his health, he would have lived for another 20, he would have lived another 20, 25 years. But the car accident put him in a weak state and made him susceptible to other things. And it's important, and the reason I dispel these myths, because I see him every day in therapy. And then people carry these myths around, but when you carry the myth, you carry the story behind it, right? Yeah, yeah. when you say what doesn't kill you makes you strong, then you don't go take care of what didn't kill you. You think, oh, I'm better off of this. No. You still need healing. You still need to address what didn't kill you. You need to find out what it weakened, and you need to identify it and strengthen it. You need to make it better. You see what I'm saying? So, but if you no, just, I totally if you just, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Adrian. So, if, so what I'm saying is, if you just take that view that what doesn't kill you makes you strong, you will never deal with the weakness that it created in you and what it made you susceptible to. And I told totally you, you think you're better you off. Yeah, sure. I mean, in some in some situations, in some situations, I I felt that way, and I know other people just people other people feel that way too, and a lot of people feel that way. But when you talk when you talk about going back to confront or deal with those things that have caused us pain or um, has gotten us to the position where we're carrying this pain with us, what are ways that we can deal with pain? I mean, how can you? Well, we gonna get to that. Say, and the reason, and the reason I say, that, okay, we're gonna get. Okay, so I'm, maybe I'm just jumping. I'm jumping. Yeah, you jumping. You jumping. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let me, okay, let me, let me, let me slow down a little bit. Let me slow down a little bit. So let me ask you, why do you think that? Because everybody, everybody, everybody has either heard, used, what does not kill you makes you stronger. So why has that become a big myth? Is it because we're trying to basically say, okay? You've been hurt. Get over it. You're trying to encourage yourself. You're trying to make, you're trying to, as they say, you're trying to find a silver lining. You're trying to find something inside this that is redeeming because you don't consider the pain and suffering redeeming. Most people think when you you go through pain and suffering, one of the first questions people ask is, what did I do wrong? 
What happened? Yeah. What misstep did I make? Right? And so yeah. that is a self-deprecating thought. And so what we do when we have self-deprecating thoughts, if we are trying to be whole, we try to find something to counteract that self-deprecating thought. You know what? Yes. I didn't do anything wrong. This happened because, you know what, I needed to get stronger. So now all of a sudden you've justified it, you've reinstated your self-esteem, you've kicked away the stigma, and now you're walking away thinking you did something because, you know, something didn't kill you. But, no, that's not it. But it's our view of pain that makes us mm. do that. We have to redeem ourselves because based on the pain, I don't know anybody for the most part who appreciates pain. No. They, they, well, you see what I'm saying? So you I'm talking about for the most part. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about okay, if okay. you take the majority okay. of people. Okay. No, I, you know I, I get it. But no, well, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I, I'm going to say you, you get to a point where you start to appreciate it. When, when, when you're in it, when you're going through it, when, or when you're, you're, you're getting to the point where, you know, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger and, I, you know, and all that, you, 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 you kind of deal with it. And, of course, I don't like it. But then you get to a point where you do appreciate it. You really do. And I'm saying that personally. You appreciate that. I look back on things and I'm just like, oh, yeah, when I was going through it, yeah, it hurt when I was going through it. But now I appreciate it because if that didn't happen, you see what I'm saying? So I yeah, but see, you're, getting to, you're getting to my next point, though, the next myth. Okay, okay. Suffering builds character. Suffering doesn't yeah. build character. Overcoming suffering builds character. <laughs> suffering in and of itself, if you don't overcome it, builds helplessness and hopelessness, and that usually leads to someone taking their own life or taking their lives metaphorically by refusing to live and just going into themselves and just walking around as a zombie until they die. So think about this. And we were just talking about this, chronic pain. People who get in chronic pain, they get addicted, and sometimes they kill themselves. That's suffering is not building character. See, the thing about it is one of the signs of suicide, there's this thing called Is Path Warm. You know, it's, a, it's an acronym. But one of the things, you know, in there is hopelessness. You see what I'm saying? Right. So when you get into hopelessness, helplessness, helplessness, when you get withdrawn, you know, when you start having these things, those things don't build character. But the reason you appreciate your pain is because you overcame the suffering. And so now you can appreciate the pain for what it did for you. But even you admit when you were going through it, wasn't all that much appreciation. No, no. <laughs> but, 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 no. But, but, but this is the thing about it. If we learn to appreciate pain, we get more out of it. You got less out of your pain because you weren't appreciating it. But when you learn to appreciate pain for its purpose and fear for its purpose, you become another person. Things that's happen true. to you in a different way. And so that's, that's why it's important. That's why, that's why I talked about, you know, um, the myths first, because we have to knock that stuff out. First, we have to get rid of the myths, right? Yes, because, and then what, and so, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but what I don't understand is that you say they're myths. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. You said it's a myth that everybody's heard that, everybody's used that. So if it's mm-hmm. a myth, and we use it to encourage ourselves. Are you really encouraging me? So basically, all this whole time I have been encouraged. You're lying to me. 
you're lying. Yeah. You've been I've been lied to. You you and, it's, it's, and, it's, it's and, a it's a false pride. It's a, no, it's a false pride and it's a false narrative because most people don't have the language and the understanding to make you appreciate pain without lying to you about it. Wow. But you, but you really haven't. You how? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, well, then I can't. Well, I mean, I, I I appreciate it once I've spoken to someone like yourself who gives me another way to think about it. But if I haven't spoken yeah. to anybody like yourself who gives me another way to think about it, then I'm still being lied to. Because in the, yeah. and, and and those lies are being spread because it's like I said that's been told to me, and so of course I've told it to someone else, and so forth and so forth. So we're basically lying to each other. And then, but on yeah. top of that, then you saying, you know, you're spinning around saying, no, you've been, we're trying to encourage each other. But am I really being encouraged, or are you really lying to me? Just giving me something yeah. like a like a like a band aid to put over it, and really not helping me. So basically, yeah, exactly. what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you does it make you stronger. Okay, so but when I come up against something that could possibly kill me or could possibly rip off that Band-Aid, but I'm still repeating these lies, which you have told to me are encouragement, I haven't been helped. I'm repeating that. I'm, I'm constantly repeating that cycle. I'm constantly yeah. repeating that cycle. That's crazy. So, so, let, me, That's so, so, crazy. so let me give you an example. Let me give you an example from um, um, I love the um, National Geographic. <laughs> so, let me I give you my, let me, let me get my national degree of everything. Um, okay. You know, a full-grown lion can sometimes survive uh, a snake strike, even a cobra, right? Okay. Okay. So I'm watching National Geographic, and um, this snake, this highly poisoned snake bit a full-grown lion, right? Mm-hmm. And the lion start wandering off. And they said what the lion is doing now is going to hide. Because even though it's not going to die, it knows in its weakened state, if something finds it, like even hyenas, hyenas are going to kill it and eat it. Right. So the snake bite ain't kill them. And later on, they showed the lion, full-grown lion, running up, jumping and going to hunt again. But if in this point of weakness, a predator had found them, they would have been able to kill that lion, and the lion wouldn't be able to do anything about it. So, no, that venom did not make him stronger. It just didn't kill him. You see what I'm saying? And if anything right. that would... And, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And if anything that was a predator that had the propensity to eat him had found him before he recovered, they would have killed him. And it would have been nothing he could do about it because he would have been too weak to fight back. Right, but not only that, that that just for me it brought up for me it brought up focus because when you talk about pain and 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 bites and stuff like that, it reminds me of his true story. So me and Mike and I will never forget this. I just it just it just popped back in my mind when you were telling me that story. So me and my cousin, we used to on Saturday because wrestling used to be the big thing. You watch wrestling, and then of course with watching wrestling, you're gonna imitate everything that you see. So we used to get on the side of the couch and we used to jump off from the arm of the couch onto the couch and be playing. So one time I did that and I cut my finger. It was like a paper cut, literally. And I looked mm-hmm. down, once I looked down at it, it hurt. I didn't think about it. It didn't, nothing. He, and what he did, he was like, get up, come on, let's go. 
He said, don't, and I will never forget, he said, don't look at it, because when you look at it, you are going, it's going to start hurting. I will never forget that. And it's, at the moment I looked at this little cut, I was like, ow, oh, my God, I don't want to do it And he told me, he said, don't look at it, because once you look at it, you are going to start feeling it. And I didn't care nothing about it because, like I said, I fell. I was okay. I was like, I'm okay or whatever. And I happened to glance at him and see I cut my finger. And he was like, come on, get up. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. And I, me, my focus went to the pain. My focus went to what happened and just concentrating mm-hmm. solely on that and not on getting back up, getting back on that arm of the couch and continued on having fun. No, I'm all into this little pain and this little bump that I got on my finger. And with that, that, that wise voice that said, don't look at it, Joy, keep going. I, my silly self, looked down and I started hurt feeling pain. <laughs> and, that, and you know what? And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you guys, eight times, every time I talk to you, I have therapy because I feel like that, that has so many things in my life when I just think about it. That little moment has just sparked so many things in my life. And like I said from the beginning of the show, I have lived in so much pain. And not even the pain, but the the focusing on the pain. Just living in yeah. and focusing so much on that those little cuts. Those little cuts. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, I fell down and bumped it. But I'm sitting here looking at it, dissecting it. Ooh, look how big it is. Ooh, this is this is not going to be pretty. This is going to be ugly. Why this happened? Why this happened? And I'm feeling all that. You know what I'm saying? And I believe yeah. it happened that one Saturday morning, we're supposed to be jumping off the couch, imitating all those wrestlers that we were seeing on the TV. And instead, instead of taking his advice, I'm sitting up and looking at a little paper cut. Oh my God! Yeah. So I think that's what I do with focus too, because pain can get us well, off focus. We're gonna come with that, but as a matter of fact, I'm actually use with your finger to mm-hmm. um as as something to tie everything in the end. So I got, I'm just gonna ask you a general question: mm-hmm. How do you think your life would be if you could go through without feeling any kind of emotional pain? <sighs> um. I think it would be dull. I think it would be pretty dull. I think it would be pretty dull. Um, because at the same time, it's. I feel like it's needed. It's needed because even the the physical, the 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 emotional. I think about the birth of my children. In order for me to have the blessings of my children, I had to go to some type. Of, I had to go through some type of pain, and it was the pain of giving birth. So I believe it would be it would be completely dull. I, I really do. Even though it sucks, pain sucks when you're in it and you're going through it. Or if it's been, you know, afflicted upon you, it'll be it would suck. But like I said, I think about the birth of my children, and I had to go through the process and that time of those labor pains and 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 that pushing and the breathing and all that in order to be able to birth what I have now. So I believe it would be, mm-hmm. be pretty dull. I think it'd be pretty dull. I think it would be pretty tall because it, and I don't think anybody's ever, I don't think I've ever thought about that. Like if we didn't have pain, a lot of things wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't even exist. I mean, because unfortunately, when you think about diamonds, they have to be pressed and they have to go through so much in order to come out, you know, shiny and beautiful and sparkling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have to go through that pressing process. And if we don't go through that, and, and not even that, 
like when I just think about my life and my edge and my boldness and my creativity and that that little that little that little spark that little that little thing that makes me that came from pain that came yeah that came from pain so I, I think it'll be pretty dull I, I really do I think I think it'll be pretty dull I I, I for my I mean for myself but I think it's needed I think it's needed okay this is an okay. awesome topic you guys so. I'm gonna stop. Okay, I'll, go ahead, Aethon. Let you say it. Are we going to take a break? Yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to get you some music. We're going to come okay. back to the topic, you guys. Again, we're talking about pain. We're talking about the myth versus your purpose in regards to pain. This is the DR Radio Network. This is the next chapter. And I believe these things are essential so we can move into our next chapter and start living our purposes. So, again, if you guys want to chime in and talk to us, our call-in line number is 646-668-2574. And again, you can always check out the D Hour Radio Network website, which is www.d/hournetwork.com. This is the next chapter, and we're going to go ahead and get into some music. Uh, I'm going to do. Hopefully, this one's good. A sound. I'm going to do Bodhi two words. Your loyalty I never feel So loving me is something you just told me I wish you would have kept it real Cause all the lies that you were telling you don't owe me Girl, you're not obligated to hold me down And since you found out that I made it You came around All I have is two words Our final conversation Cause this bullshit that you talking Has got me losing my patience Yeah, you told me that you had me When prison was my vacation But that nigga that you fucking You labeled as my replacement So, I'm trying to work But you killing my concentration There's nothing else to speak on Involving this situation I was gone a couple years And you got sick of all the waiting And the truth is you got lonely But I'm man enough to face it So, why am I even wasting circulation On a woman in denial who has no sense of observation I've accepted you moved on We are no longer relating But I can feel there's something wrong Because you keep on hesitating What? Should I listen or even have concern? Cause you have chose to play with fire And now you suffering the burn Your heart is now an ass And regret is on the earth I'm sorry baby girl You have lessons to learn I wish I wish I wish you loved me like you used to Oh I wish you loved me like you used to Oh baby I wish you loved me like you used to Fuck you Realizing that you hurt me to the core Made a promise to myself that it won't happen anymore Cause I've adjusted to the fact that we are no longer a couple And I'm thankful we have chosen not to go through all this trouble of Trying to heal a broken heart that's overshadowed 
Cause apologies are nothing in this matter So I follow in your steps to go and find someone that's better That'll stand up when his life is forecasting inclement weather You'll be standing in the rain When you lose your fella And I can be walking by But I ain't sharing my umbrella They said a woman's scorn is a nightmare to a nigga So I'm about to show the world a good man gone bitter Thought you was my Cinderella Till you lost your glass slipper Now you're tardy to the party of a real ass nigga Karma is a mother is the motto of the year So every time you think about me These are words that you go hear And that's fuck you Your loyalty you never fear so loving me is something you just told me I wish you would've kept it real Cause all the lies that you were telling you don't owe me Girl, you're not obligated Girl, you're not obligated Girl, you're not obligated to hold me down I wish you loved me like you used to You came around, so it's fuck you <laughs> So it's fuck you I- since you found out that I made it, it's fuck you. Two words, two words. I wish you loved me like you used to. Fuck you. Let me talk about this a little bit. Hey, hey. I've been a boss. Cut up, get a gun. Chain off the hook like I ain't get a call. Either I'm in the range or I'm in the pause. On the bench, that's clash. Ten to four. Jacquay been the force. Now I'm hot, they want to get involved. These rappers is in the cars. I got bars locked, let me get my sentence off. I'm the best, period. No menopause. Competition's dead. Bring the chalks in. I'm just ish, bitch, sick, toxin. Haters trying to keep me boxed in I get to be the kiss My style shit That's how I lock in Money, power, respect The key to life I go through the spot shop I don't need a knife All these new rappers Need to see the light They don't got bars left I got the ride Now you can proceed I hustle for proceeds Call your girl avocado Cause of the way that she holds these Oh please I smoke these OGs Like I smoke these bogeys When money calls I jones osmosis Keep it low key Like Hobbit doors on the block, this war, my optics sore from shots to gore. So much beefing for the green, no omnivore. I got the glow while I blossom more. And if the hoops get cast in shadows, then I'm the source of light. My source ain't light. I'm A1 with A1. The stakes are high. My patience died. Ain't waiting. I'm like Kevorkian. Ligging like porcelain. Breaking down. Not breaking through barriers. Porcelain. Off being boss. Never lost like a strong feeling. Oh, really think you can challenge me where I doubt that. I've got more air time than you on a bounce back. You cannot achieve half of my height Where I slouch that I hear you again Screaming but lack the weight like a loud pack It's rivers Man, this one for the city and the culture Real to get poster Real rappers needed one in pictures on the poster Got my pistol in the holster North, south, east, west side They said it, I remind them of the big homie from best side Before they started mumbling I was born in Cumberland Hospital, no obstacle would ever make me fumble, man PK, with a BK spirit Got the mind of a mogul Record labels need to fear this Trying to hear this every day on hot nine, so the Glock nine. Chris got the full fifth. Mike's got a hot mind. Militant labels pushing waggish with ill intent. Now we mob deep in my suburban. Got ill intent. Heading down to DC with bad kind of million men. Pull up at the White House like Donald Trump. Let us live. I don't give a damn about a coop cut clan on your poop butt plan. I'm the original man, God. 
bar for life, they want us bar for life Physically and mentally and that ain't hype for real This is what happened, uh-huh. God started rapping I was in the yard with Omar and I was mapping Out of plans, spinning bars, spinning laps uh-huh. Then I got free when y'all niggas was trapping Then I mixed trapping, conscious and backpacking My song, the cat from the Bronx, I'm back snapping All the whack rapping is dead now All hit the king, put the crown on my head now You heard me? Ain't a queen, she don't deserve me If a nigga not on my team, he don't concern me They trying to turn me back into a goon again Back into the they knew, acting a fool again Running around with hooligans, black and back in the tool again Catching all kind of infractions, breaking the rules again Nah, the level up is real Tell them seven months, I'ma have a couple of meals Getting a deal, I'm building a brand here Near the building, I sold grands on my own land there I got a plan to leave my children and grand here with made near a billion Don't understand where my mind at My chakras, I've aligned that Gangsta, conscious street, I combine that Thriller than me, you'll never find that Definition of a G, I define that Hold up, I bet these niggas gonna rewind that Vision, I can see where you blind at <laughs> hey, hey, let me talk about it. Welcome back, hey, welcome hey. back, y'all. This is the D Hour Radio Network. Hey, hey, and you guys are tuned into the next chapter. I am Joy Joy, and I have my awesome co-host, Mr. A Town, and we are congregating today. And our subject, our subject, our subject for tonight is pain. We're talking about what we were talking about before the break. We're talking about the myths of pain. Um, and, you know, just some of those myths, you guys, and one of the things that kind of blew my mind, I, I feel like we've been lied to, y'all, when they say they're trying to encourage us by saying what doesn't kill you makes you strong, and they were really lying to us. It's a myth. I'm not going to say lie. I'm not going to take away the word lie. I'm going to say it's a myth. I'm saying that it, 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 yeah. was, it wasn't the truth. It wasn't the truth. It's just a different way of thinking. But I, I think, honestly, honestly, A-Town, when it comes to all this and myths and everything like that, I think it's really perception. Because, I mean, because perception is our reality. And well, the thing about it, but it's not the truth. Perception is no, reality, I, but it's not the truth. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. But at the end of the day, because I, and I even hate the term. When people say perception is reality, I hate that. I hate that because <laughs> I fought with that for, I really do. I fought with it for so long because, especially in corporate America, with people saying that you, you know, you have to put on that fake smile and you have to kind of act a certain way or whatnot, or the way you present yourself in regards to, you know, especially if you're in leadership, step into a room with a good attitude, step into a room with a smile and, you know, be peppy and all that. And my whole thing is, that's not me. But, at, you know, to always just be, you know, pe- that's just, just not me. At the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. At the end of the day, I'm not. Yeah. I have a good heart. I come with good intentions, but they always throw that back. You know, perception is reality, and so someone else's perception has to be my reality, and that's how I take it. So I always fought with that, but that's it. but it is, and it's a lie. It is to me. It is it's a total lie, because my it's because you say what it is and what you perceive it to be does not mean it's the truth, and that goes both ways. Yeah, it's definitely a lie, you guys. I feel like we've been lied to, and it just hurts my feelings. But at the end of the day, <laughs> again, <laughs> but again, with pain, it it is. It's about it's about even though, and like the question that you asked me, 
you know, is basically is pain essential? And could I live life without pain? And I don't believe that I could live life without pain. I don't think any of us could live life without pain. I believe it's very so, much needed. Yes, sir, go ahead. Well, that leads to the next point. There is a disease called congenital insensitivity to pain or congenital analgesia. And that is someone who was born with the inability to feel pain. Mm-hmm. They don't feel pain, right? Right. And I always use this as, 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 as um, analogous when I, in therapy. So listen to what this says. Being unable to feel pain sounds enticing, but people with congenital analgesia frequently bite their tongues, break bones, or burn themselves without being aware of it, sometimes leading to severe damage or early death. According to some reports, people who have this condition rarely live past the age of 30 because of the physical toll a life without pain actually takes on the body. So But that's physical pain though. So this right, is they can't feel physical pain. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Right, I'm so, so <laughs> Yeah, you're jumping. So the thing about it is you notice they said that they go through life and they die earlier because of the physical toll that enduring and just going through pain without feeling it does to the body, right? So we got that. Okay. They hurt themselves because right. they can't feel pain, so they push their bodies to do things. They break bones, they bite themselves, they burn themselves, all of because it. And it takes so much. Of, no, because they don't feel anything. They have right, the inability to feel. So you I get mean, what I'm saying? I, no, I get what you're saying, but I mean, but before the reason why they're they're pushing themselves and, and going through all these things to break bones and or whatnot is it because my I guess okay my question is is it because they are trying to feel something? I can't no, feel, it's because I they're un, okay. It's, it's because they're unaware. So what happens is if you go to lift a rock, right, mm-hmm. and you start to feel pain in your back and in your hands, what do you do? Stop or drop the rock. Right. Right. But if you are lifting it, but you don't feel that pain of pulling in your arms, are you going to stop um, trying to pick up the rock? No, because I have no, I have, there's, there's nothing that's that sense, there's no sense, or there's nothing that's telling me or triggering, you know, or sending that message to me, oh, this hurts. So, no, I'm not. Ex- exactly. And that's what we don't realize about emotional pain. It's just like physical pain. Emotional pain and physical pain are not punishments, mm. right? They're not stop signs. They are signs mm. and limits. And just like you learn from that boulder, if it's hurting, you stop picking it up, right? Right. Because you said if sometimes what we do is when we ignore pain or try to deny it, we do what you would do with that boulder, if you don't feel pain. So what I teach people is pain and fear are signs and limits. They let you know that what you're doing is not working, right? Or it is something 
that is working for a cause. Like when you work out, you get a pain, right? But there are certain kind of pains. If you're getting a pain that's a burn in your muscles, you know you are developing something. That's a sign your muscles are growing. If you are lifting weights and you hear a snap, that's a sign that something ain't going right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. What happens is most times people look at pain and fear as stop signs. When you experience pain and fear, it is a sign that you need to pause what you're doing and look at it and try to figure out, is this a condition that I need to react to or is this letting me know a limit? And then what do I do in response to it? Most people, when you go through pain, oh, girl, that means you need to stop. Dude, man, you got to quit that. No. Pain is a sign. You always have to ask yourself, what is the pain telling me? Right? And is this right. pain because I've reached a limit? Right? Right. Is this pain because I'm doing something incorrectly? Or is this pain a sign that there is some growth? But we don't ask that. Right. We experience pain, and we just clump it all together. Oh, girl, you need to do something about that. Dude, you need to work on that. You need to stop. Right. No. You need <coughs> to analyze because you have reached a point where either you reached a limit, there's a sign that you need to trudge through it and move on, or it's a sign that you need to change how you're doing it. But True. it is not a universal stop sign and is not wow. a universal punishment. And if you take yeah. away that emotion of pain, you become what we call a psychopath. Or, mm. in this case, we call it antisocial disorder now. But do you know that morality has been found to be linked directly to your access of emotions? When you can't access your emotions, you become antisocial or what's known as a sociopath. So your emotions, your ability to feel, (laughs) empathize, no pain, all of that, it keeps you from turning into something that you don't need to be or doing damage to your emotional and spiritual and maybe physical self that you wouldn't have done if you could feel. So when you feel pain, You need to redefine what's going on. You should be thankful to the pain and ask, what are you telling me? You should be thankful for the fear and say, what do I need to know? And then ask it, what's going on? And then as a sign, for instance, like we're going back to your finger, right? Uh When you cut your finger, did all of that screaming and stuff make your finger feel better? No, it didn't. <laughs> Did focusing on it make it feel better, right? No, Did it, it didn't. It didn't even, no. And it, it, right. it, it, I'm telling you, it was a little paper cut. It right. But, but, what, but what your body was saying is there is something that is causing discomfort that needs to be addressed. And so right. what the pain was telling you was to address the cut. That crying, mm. that hollering, all that. The, the the visceral response we have to pain does nothing for us. I had a person that I sat with who was having panic attacks, and he thought I had to have a panic attack before I get better because I've always had a panic attack before I got better. And I always asked him, I said, okay, 
what did you accomplish during the panic attack? And he sat up there, and he was like, nothing. I said, so when did you accomplish something? He was like, after I calmed down and I started addressing it. And I said, so are you saying that you can't address something without having a panic attack? He said, I never thought about that. I thought that they were, that was a precursor. That was a natural thing. You have a panic attack, then you calm down and do something. And I was like, did you get right. any new responses from the panic attack? Did you figure anything out from the panic attack? He said, no, I figured out everything afterwards. I said, so why not skip the panic attack and get to the answer? And he was just like. And that's, man, that's a good question, though, Aton, because a lot of us don't. We go through our panic attacks, and then we start thinking. And that takes me to, yes, we, even though, you know, you mentioned the person who can't feel pain and you mentioned the per, per, mentioned appreciating pain and, and being able to step back and, and saying, what is this pain trying to teach me? But you have to, we have to get to that point. You have to be able of to change your way of thinking. We have, yeah, we have to change our way of thinking because, and I, and I have to always speak to myself first because I have been that person who has had that panic attack. And then after then I'm starting to analyze and think and, and really, you know, get down to the bottom of what's going on or try to solve the issue. But really within the panic attack, nothing was changed. Nothing happened. I didn't solve anything. But honestly, it made me feel better. It made me no, feel better. No, it didn't. No, and see, that's I the mean, myth. You think it made it feel better. What you did was you had an emotional release enough to be able to focus. Yes. But it didn't. So, see, so what we do, we think that the panic attack is 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 beneficial. But I'll give you a physical example of what of what of what's said. Right? It could be like uh-huh. every time I have pain in one of my limbs, I chop it off and I feel better. I don't feel the pain in that limb anymore. Yeah, but you destroyed the limb, and right. so. You got rid of the pain, oh but you sacrificed the limb. <laughs> when you go through a panic attack, you actually harm yourself physically and emotionally. So what you're doing wow. is you're damaging yourself to feel better. Wow. So, wow. yeah, you have a, you, because you have an emotional release. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You have an emotional release. It leaves, oh but it leaves it leads to a negative meaning. It leads through panic and fear and anxiety. And then you yes. end up more tired than you do anything else. Yeah. You're really too tired to feel. Right. right? But not even and then you become so overwhelmed, you become numb. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. And to everything and every, in every area of your life. And I'm speaking of myself. And you, you right. do. It's almost like because, because then you start looking back. And you're like, you think about those panic attacks and, and, and those emotional outbursts, and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't even want to go through that. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I was a nut. Mm-hmm. I acted a fool. I looked, I looked stupid during that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going exactly what you said. I'm going to become numb so I won't feel anything. So I will never put myself in a situation again to where I could possibly have another emotional outburst. Yeah, and, and that you know, numbness. Them do anything, right? But also, it, it I think about it. it and, go ahead. 
you're right. You're right. The numbers doesn't do anything. I'm sorry to, to cut you off, but and and just thinking about taking it back to our next chapter because you were talking about losing limbs and and destroying things like that. But also, I immediately when you brought that up, I thought about burning bridges because again, I think about myself. Mm-hmm. You, we burn bridges during those emotional outbursts and having those panic attacks. Something has happened. You've offended me. You've hurt me. You've caused me pain. I need to release this on you. Yeah, it's cut that off. I've I've cut that off. But at the end of the day, when I look back, when I look back on it, in some situations, I have literally burned a bridge, or I have cut off a lifeline that could possibly help me in my next chapter. So yes, that is very okay. But yes, that is that is very much. Um, I totally agree with. Uh, what A Town was saying. It, it's it, it just it's it, and it's pivotal though. And I guess my question is when and when A Town returns, my my question is to you, A Town. Instead of us having emotional outbursts and, and instead of us, you know, having those panic attacks, what can we do in those moments and those times when we feel as if we have been hurt, when we feel as if pain has been inflicted upon us, and the only way we feel like you know, we could we could, you know, feel better or or get through this situation without you know, to make us feel better, not thinking about the end result. What can we do in those times when it's just like, Oh my God, you hurt me and I need you to know that you hurt me And it takes me when I was doing my research and just you know, just kinda researching pain and fear and things like that, I came across this article and it had this interesting dialogue in it. And the dialogue was between our nerves and our brain. And the nerves, immediately I put pain and fear and, and hurt in the category of our nerves because those are the things that kind of eat at us and poke at us and cause us to have those emotional outbreaks and and have those times of, you know, when we are just like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm already there. So I'm going to share this dialogue with you guys. So it starts off with the nerves. And I said, this is this is our pain and our fear. And the nurse says, got problems here? Bad problems. Red, red alert. And the brain says, yeah, hmm, okay, so noted. But you know what? I have access to information. Sorry, it's classified. You'll just have to take my word for it. That suggests that we don't have to worry about this too much. Nerve. This is the nerves again. Your pain, your hurt. I'm telling you, this is serious. And the brain says, nope, I don't buy it. And then the nerves and the pain comes back and says, look, I may not have access to this information you're always talking about, but I know I have, I know tissue damage. And I'm not kidding around. This is a, crit- a credible, excuse me, y'all, threat. And I am going to keep telling you about it. That, that pain, that hurt, all of that coming back, that fear. And this is what the brain replies. The brain says, actually, you're having trouble remembering what the, pro- what the problem is. You're going to send me fewer messages for a while. Also, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Hmm. And then the nerves and the pain replies, uh, you're right. What was I saying? Gosh, it seems like just a second ago I had something important to say, and just and it's just gone. I'll get back to you later, I guess. And it's so and, and that reading over that and then listening to you, A Town, mention about those panic attacks and those emotional outbursts, 
that's kind of like what pain and hurt does for us. It it, it sends off these red these red alerts like ooh something is wrong something is wrong something has happened something has happened pay attention to me pay attention to me and your brain is really it's almost kind of like in battle it's it's in battle with should I pause for a moment and think about this or should I just react and it's kind of like that back and forth that back and forth but when we're able to change our way yes you have to stop that back and forth though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you got to stop the back and forth. But yes. go ahead, finish what you're saying, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into it. No, I was going to say, just, I was going to say exactly what you said, most definitely. We have to, we have to be able to, like I, we, like I mentioned last show, basically learn how to respond instead of react. You know, we, we all get, we, we're learning that pain is essential and, and pain is a part of life and hurt is a part of life. But in order, how we control it and how we process it is the important part, pretty much. So that's what we're going to get to. You asked the question, how do we deal with it? One, yes. you deal with pain before you experience it. So I'll give you an example. If you ever worked out, you know you start getting a burn, right? When you get that burn, do you get afraid or do you get happy because you know you're working something out? Happy because I know it's working. Right. So it is your understanding of the pain that you're going to experience that changes your reaction to it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's what you did before the pain that affects how you react to the pain. And see, that's where we have to get to. We have to redefine what pain is and reestablish our relationship with pain so when it comes, we understand pain's language, and we can figure out what it's saying. So what happens is, if you understand pain when it comes, you're not going to have that freak-out moment where you're like, oh, the world is falling apart. What you're going to say is, my emotions are talking to me. What are they saying? See what I'm saying? And you're not going to run from it and think that, oh, this is a punishment you're going to say this is a blessing because if I don't pay attention to this pain, I'm going to hurt myself. And this wow. initial hurt, this initial hurt is to stop me from experiencing greater hurt. So when you look at it that way, when you get pain, you are thankful. Thank you, emotions. Thank you, body, from stopping me from doing something that is going to tear me up. Glad. Now, what kind of sign are you? Are you that burn when you're working out that says, okay, this is just reaching the point. You're making the muscles work. You can't go too much further than this because then you're going to strain yourself. So just finish this burn and then go. Is it maybe I'm lifting this weight emotionally or physically in the incorrect way, and if I readjust and lift with my legs instead of my back, I won't be heartbroken or emotionally beat up? Or is it saying, this is too heavy for you to lift now. Go get stronger and then come pick it up when you can. See, hmm. that's the difference. We have to redefine what pain is and what we think and understand of it because it's our misunderstanding of pain that has us running from it, that has us looking at it as some kind of burden or negative sign. So you have to literally redefine your relationship and understanding with pain to deal with it differently. Understand pain and fear are signs and limits, and you need to learn how to read the signs and know the limits 
to deal with them properly. And if you do that, when you experience pain, you're going to look at it absolutely differently. You're going to relish the moment because at that point, your emotions or your body is saving you from doing long-term damage to yourself. And that's the problem when we say love. Most people, when they feel pain and love, they're like, oh, love just comes with pain. No, stupid. What it's saying is you might be doing this incorrectly. You might be trying to lift more than you can experience, or it might be time to go away. But if you keep going, this pain is going to intensify, and it might be irreparable. Stop what you're doing. Have I reached the limit? Have I reached yeah. the limit where I am, have I, am I trying to love somebody more than I have the capacity to? Or am I loving someone in the incorrect way? So instead of saying that myth, love is hurt and love is pain, no, it's not. Pain is pain. Yeah. Love is love. Don't conflate oh, the two. Man. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's why we have to redefine. But if you look at pain as a sign and a limit, then you don't do the stuff you do, and you don't have the reaction that you do to pain. And it absolutely changes it. Just like someone who's used to working out relishes that burn because they know when they get it, they've maximized their workout, and they've done what they've come to do. Period. And so you have to, as one of my people say, prepare yourself so you don't have to repair yourself. And that's Y.L. Sims, Sims, and he's a um, neuropsychologist doctor on, like, um, Facebook and um, Instagram, but it's Y.L. Sims. And we've done stuff together before, but I love that thing, prepare yourself so you don't have to repair yourself. It's what you do before you experience pain that defines how pain is experienced, not what you do when you experience pain. That's where we got it mixed up. Wow. Wow. So So that's what I'm saying. Sign and limits. Yes. Yes. We're going to pause right there. We're going to go to another song really quick. We're going to come back and we're going to wrap up our myths and our purpose. We're going to, we're going to our purpose now. In regards to yes. our family, we're going to wrap it up with that. So right now we're going to, again, this is the DR Radio Network, you guys. You guys are tuning into the next chapter, and it's getting deep, y'all. It's getting deep, y'all. But not even that. We're getting, we're working through some things. This is the next chapter. And like I always say, we're getting rid of that old, and we're jumping into the, our new, new shit. In order to get rid of our old and jump into our new, new shit, we got to be able to confront it. And when I say confront, I mean confrontation is a good thing. Be able to say, this is what happened. This is how it made me feel instead of having those emotional outbursts, those panic attacks, taking the time to stop and say, this is how it made me feel, and then moving on. So, again, this is the DR Radio Network show. Excuse me, you guys. You return into the next chapter. I am George Obi Half A-Town. We're going to jump into a quick song real, real quick. I'm going to do Elise, I'm in love with you. Back and I think about Other times that you made me laugh Oh no Can't help but reminisce Everything that we ever did Oh no I wanna love you but Can't really tell you but I don't wanna let 
Yes, 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 yes. Joy, are you there? I don't hear you again. Did you mute yourself? Oh, that's okay. Oh, I'm here. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, again, you guys, I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Hour Radio Network. You guys are tuning into the next chapter. I am Joy Joy, and I have A-Town here. We have my back. Thank you so much, Mr. A-Town, because I was about got a little off track right there. But I'm back, and I'm in back, jump back into my next chapter. So, again, we're talking about our topic, which is pain and the myths versus our purpose. And we got over all of our myths. We realized we've been lied to this whole time. But it was really what they said was a lie was basically they were trying to encourage us, saying they were trying to encourage us, but they were really lying. So now we're moving into our purpose, A-Town. And can, can you can you um, talk to us a little bit about our purpose? And not even that, but how do we move into our purpose in regards to pain? Or not even that, how do we use our pain to move into our purpose? Well, this is the thing about it. Your, your pain is, is, like I said, it's a sign and it's a limit. And so what happens is you learn where the pain is appreciated. So in other words, I use a a parent and a child, right? There are some pains that you go through, but they are labors of love. And after you get through them, you feel more fulfilled, right? And you don't think about that pain. It's like what you said, labor pains. Women go through crazy labor pains. I don't even know how y'all do it. Like, that's amazing. But at the end, you have a child, and you embrace that child at the end of that pain, directly after that pain, and then that pain is transformed into something wonderful. You have to start looking for the wonderful pain. You have to start looking for that pain that, that, that after you go through, you are like, wow, I would do this again. This this is something I want. And then there's pain that you learn from, like, yo, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And then, no, and then there's, seriously. <laughs> and then there's pain that you accept as necessary. Like, okay, if I want to do this, this pain is what I have to do to get through it. Am I willing to yeah. go through it? So you live into your purpose by finding what you love and doing it, and then you, uh, you'll know if you're inside something you love when you start experiencing that pain, that trial, that sign, that limit, and it says push through. You get that burn like you get mm. in your arms and say, no, keep going. This mm. is growth. You're going to appreciate this. And afterwards, and after you calm down, you, you, you are so happy with the result that you don't even think about the pain right. you went through. And it's not one of those so things true. where it's, it's not one of those things where, you know, it didn't kill me so it makes it stronger. That's a justification. And what you're doing is you're basically saying the ends, the means justify the ends. Not that. What you're actually saying is something came from this wonderful, and I don't have to make allowance for it or justify it. This in and of itself is wonderful. And then pain is also a measuring stick of how much you want it. What are you willing to go through to get it? What are you willing to sacrifice to accomplish, and if pain is a deterrent, then you don't love it or want it that bad, unless that pain is a sign saying you shouldn't. But if to get to the other side of your journey, there's pain, 
And it's a pain that's not going to kill you, but a pain that's going to develop you that you can learn from and you don't want to do it, then that's a sign like, hey, I don't want to do this as much as I want to, or I really wanted to do this. And so you can Mm. use pain in everyone, but like I said, just as a sign and a limit. What is it telling me? Would it be dealing with this pain? Tell me about it. Am I worse off from this? Is this the pain that I'm not recovering from, or is that that workout pain that I'm actually stronger because of and I want to re-experience now? You see what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. That's how you use pain. That's how you use pain. But if you vilify pain and make pain this monster on the hill that only comes down when you've done something wrong, and it's to show you that you're some kind of more irreprehensible person that's not worth life itself, then you're always going to run away from pain, and you're going to try to avoid it before you learn from it, which is like having that – that chronic insensitivity to pain or that chronic analgesia. You lift stuff to the point where you hurt yourself. You see what I'm saying? And so that's yeah. what we want to get away from. We don't we don't want that. We don't want the the justification or the myth that we associated with pain like, oh, suffering makes you strong. No. Overcoming suffering builds character. Overcoming yeah. suffering. Suffering in and of itself just sucks. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so think That's about true. it like this. Think about going through labor pains, but not ever having a baby. Going through labor pains, but not having a baby. Think if you had, if women had to go through labor pains and there right. was no baby at the end, you just suffered for the sake of suffering. Would that build character in you? No, I, no. I mean, hell no. no. It wouldn't build anything. It's just no. suffering. Yeah. Exactly. I, there, so, I didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> so yeah, no. That's no. what suffering is. Suffering is labor pains without the baby. Hmm. The character hmm. comes when the child comes from that pain. But if nothing comes from that pain, but pain, that does not build character. That'll build contempt, resentment, helplessness, and hopelessness. So but get over this. Yourself, what am I getting through? What am I getting out of this? What is what 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 am I what what am I getting out of this? Pretty much is that one of the questions yeah. you, we should ask ourselves. What am I what 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 like you said, learning to stop and say, what and what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? What is going to mm-hmm. be my end result? What are, what is trying to be molded here? You know what's what's coming from this pain? What's coming from this? Pain? Do you know? I really, really do. You know yes, in, go ahead, in Christianity. I'm sorry, because I wanted to get this out before. Do you know in the Christian ethos, from the, from the biblical terms, that's what suffering mm-hmm. is? Suffering means to be up under for the purpose of learning. Up under for the purpose of learning. Right. And okay. so, so one time my pastor gave a sermon, and he said, y'all keep asking me why y'all keep suffering mm-hmm. the same thing. He said, because you're so busy getting out of it, that you didn't get out of it what you need to, so God got to put you back Ooh, on it so you learn what you're supposed Lord. to. <laughs> and so whether you dealing with a yeah, so whether you dealing with a clinical or or a spiritual perspective, pain and fear are about signs and limits. Understand, learn to speak their language, redefine what they are. Don't look at them as condemnations. And these negative things that only happen to bad people, understand pain comes because life cares about you. Pain comes because 
it wants to keep you safe and help you grow and keep you from overextending yourself to the point where, like these people with chronic analgesia, you do so much damage to yourself that by the time you're 30 years Mm. old, you ain't no more good. Man, 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 that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Man, this has been an awesome, awesome, awesome show, you guys. That was pain, the myths versus the purpose. This has been an awesome, this has been an eye-opening show for myself. Um, but before we go I, and before we get to some music, I want to thank you, A-Town, again, just for sharing your knowledge, your your therapeutic, your clinical side of everything. It's given us a better understanding, but not even that, giving us another way of looking at pain, um, just helping us to change our minds and get into the practice of changing our minds in the next chapter. I appreciate you so, so much. I do want to share I with appreciate you, you too. as well. Thank you, thank you. I do want to share with you and as well the TNC, the next chapter family. I wrote a poem um, a while back and um, entitled Hurt, and I just thought it would be just so fitting for this. And it's kind of an open apology to those of us who've experienced pain, have gone through pain, who've gone through hurt, and are going through those, that you know that that processing and trying to understand our signs and our limits and become better and trying to evaluate what exactly we need to learn from it. And sometimes, you know, words to me are power. And then sometimes when you're able to hear, you know, I'm sorry, and you're able to hear, or I hear you, or I understand, it 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 makes that process a little bit better go a little bit better for it. So um, if you guys don't mind, I would love to share the poem with you guys. Um, And again, this is the open apologies to everybody. And it's called Hurt. It says, I have hurt you in ways that are imaginable. Lies, abandonment, judgments, a harsh tongue. And for that, I, I am truly sorry. Obligations are sometimes hard tasks to complete. And if I knew my presence and my tongue moved like swords, cutting into souls and releasing beasts that came in not only to tear flesh but destroy spirits, I would have never not said hi or gave you that hug or just smiled. I apologize. Alongside your pains, what my hurt, hurt people, hurt people. And I am standing here, standing here, forgiving all, quickly forgiving all, yelling out, I love you, I pray for you, I will knock a fool's head for you. Hurts. We have all been victims of our pain, someone else's pain, cried tears we had no clue how to stop, been alone replaying our mistakes close to death by someone else's hand and maybe even our own. It's not too late. Escaping is the first step in saving space is a challenge, not to fix or become a case. I don't see you as competition. You win, we all win. You up, I'm up. You down, it's never my time to take advantage, but yet pray, intercede, plead on the hurting's behalf. Life is too short. I said life is too short. And for you to stand in my face, to study, and to learn, and to recite my mistakes is the bait of the enemy, to kill you and I. Wisdom informed me, I can't keep you from failing, but it's my job to not be the reason you fail. Hurt. So I want to say to you all, you guys who have never who've been hurt, it's okay. Keep on moving on. This is the DR Network Radio. This is the next chapter, you guys. I we will be on every Friday. Thank you again, A Town, so much. I love you Thank guys, you. and we'll see you guys next Friday. It's the DR Radio Network, yes, you guys. Ma'am. This is the next chapter. Y'all have a good night.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 